हरिओ शारदा शारदा भोजवदना वदनाबुजे सर्वदा सर्वदा अस्माक सन्निधि सन्निधि क्रिया श्रुतिस्मृतिपुराणा आलय कर्णाल नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंकभ्यो नम मै टापिक श्रीशंकराचार्य वनस इन ऐक्शन ऐज यू नो शंकरा लिवड फॉर थर्टी टू इयर्स एंड हिज लाइफ कैन बी डिवाइडेड इंटू टू हाफ्स अपू फस्ट सिक्सटीन इयर्स एंड द लैटर सिक्सटीन इयर्स दि फस्ट सिक्सटीन इयर्स कैन बी क्लासीफाइड एज थेरी एंड दि नेक्स्ट सिक्सटीन इयर्स कैन बी क्लासीफाइड एज ऐक्शन और प्राक्टिस सो शंकरा by the age of 12 or 13 he went to badrinath and in a secluded place wrote completed all the writings the bhashya for prasthanatraya and all the prakarana grandhas by 16 he laid a firm foundation for the advaita philosophy a theoretical base for advaita philosophy so when he was writing bhashyam for brahma sutras Bhagavan Vedavyasa came came to him and had long discussions on how he is interpreting the Brahma Sutras. So after the discussions, he said he was very pleased with Shankara's interpretation. And after Shankara completed all the Bhashyans, he tells Bhagavan Vedavyasa that I have accomplished my mission. I laid the advaita philosophy on a firm foundation now i am ready to leave this mortal body but uh, bhagwan vedavyasa says no your job is not done you have you have written commentaries excellent commentaries but you have to take these into the public and get it accepted so he extended his life by another 16 years so the next 16 years it is all action 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 and you see the kind of energy that shankara showed in the last 16 years is amazing he never took even one moment of rest so let me explain what he has done in this 16 years that is advaita or oneness in action so when shankara appeared on the stage the situation of sanatan dharma is very pitiable condition it were we have six main branches like saivism vaishnavism and those things and so many upasakhas are also there so hundreds of branches and subsects and all divided and they were there were many many great scholars of these propounding these uh, sakhas and they were fiercely fighting among themselves so at a stage has come when sanatan dharma is about to disappear from this land so at that stage shankara has appeared and he decided the mission of his life is to bring all these sakhas under one patam that is the advaita and this is a monumental task so how he went about this is he engaged in debates scholarly debates with the scholars of all these branches 
and and get over them and uh, made them realize the truthfulness of the truth of advaita philosophy now the shankara exhibited two things in this process one is samanvayam that is integration he integrated the philosophies the theories the ideas everything under one thought and the second one is his universal outlook he is not a narrow minded person he did not say that you should accept advaita philosophy only and renounce your theories when he debated with the scholars of other branches and sects his purpose is to show them the deficiencies the defects and misinterpretations in their thought and make the corrections and then follow your path so this process is called unity in diversity he allowed diversity to prosper but at the same time you there should be a unity towards advaita philosophy this is the greatest accomplishment of shankara and in uh, other ways also in this process he un unified all the 72 branches and he showed some very intelligent things in this process one is he introduced what is called panchayatana padhati so as we know there are six main sects saivism vaishnavism and all those things so he as a as a peaceful process he suggested that you follow panchayatan padhati when you do the puja you put your the god of your choice at the center suppose you are a follower of shiva put shiva in the center and the other five gods around but don't denounce or don't hate any god that is the catholic outlook that he brought to hindu dharma so that's why if you see the hindu temples although there is a main deity you have so many upa alayas in every temple so many gods coexisting this you cannot find anywhere else and uh, towards national integration also he worked a lot he did so many things when he went to badrinath he recovered the idol of narayana from narada kunda and installed badri narayana and at that time he brought nambudri priests from kerala as priests for badri nath they are still there continuing similarly in uh, pashupatinath temple in nepal he appointed priests from karnataka to the temple that practice is still going on see his vision towards national integration and also he introduced the concept of chardham yatra chardham you know gangotri yamunotri um, kedarnath and badrinath when selecting these things his outlook is kedarnath is a saiva chatra and badrinath is a vaishnava chatra so both coexisting so anybody doing this yatra they have to visit all the fourth places so while selecting gangotri and yamunotri the, the divinity and the environmental consciousness of the holy rivers he that is in his mind now last may we went to chardham yatra and every day there are some 30000 more than 30000 pilgrims 
visiting these Bajrinath and Kedarnath. So they are all from all over the country. So how much integration, national integration he could achieve it. So we have seen in history many empires built like Roman Empire, British Empire, Ottoman Empire and all those mighty empires and they lasted for a few hundred years and collapsed. But Sankaracharya, if you see, he is the greatest empire builder in the history of mankind. And his empire is cultural empire, not the geographical or political empire. And he did not kill, in building up this cultural empire, he did not kill even one person and did not spill one drop of blood. And this empire that he built is still existing and it will continue to exist. See, we are from so many different states in India, isn't it? And each state has its own language, culture, food, dress, dance, everything is different. Each is like a separate country. But still there is an underlying unity. That is the cultural unity. Because we respect Ramayana, we respect Mahabharata, we respect the same Vedas, Upanishads and the same Vedic traditions. That is the cultural unity that Sankaracharya has brought about. And that is the empire he has built up. And he also, another integration he brought about is in Bhagavad Gita. So if you see Bhagavad Gita, there are three things. Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga and Jnana Yoga mainly. And he is embodiment of all the three. Karma Yoga, he is always on the action in this last 16 years, action, action, action. And Bhakti Yoga, he wrote stotras on all gods, no discrimination. And Jnana Yoga, all his Bhashyas, Prakarnal, Jnana Yoga. So he integrated all the three yogas of Bhagavad Gita in himself. Sankaracharya is a personification of Bhagavad Gita. So the time is running out and I conclude this uh, talk. Thank you. <laughs> Any questions? This is not a topic to do in five or ten minutes. We need a lot more time. Yeah, I know. Thank you.